0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. That's better. It usually takes two. Well, let's start our services this morning. It's good to be in the house of God again. We're going to sing Days of Elijah. If you guys want to rise and sing with us, please do.
1: These are the days of Elijah. Declaring the word of the Lord And these are the days of your servant Moses Righteousness being restored And though these are days of great trials Famine and darkness and sword Still, we are the voice in the desert crying. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Behold, He comes riding on the clouds, shining like the sun. At the trumpet's call, lift your voice. It's the year of jubilee, and out of silence, salvation comes. These are the days of Ezekiel, the dry bones become in his flesh, and these are the days of your servant David, rebuilding the temple of praise. And these are the days of the harvest, the fields are as quiet in your world. And we are the laborers in your vineyard, declaring the word. Of the Lord, behold, He comes riding From on the clouds, shining like the sun. At trumpets, trumpets' call, lift your voice to hear a believe, And out of silence, till salvation comes. There's no God like Jehovah There's no God like Jehovah There's no God like Jehovah Behold, He comes Riding on the clouds Shouting like the sun At the trumpets call Lift your voice It's the year of jubilee And out of sight till salvation comes Behold, He comes Riding on the clouds Shouting like the sun at the trumpet's call, if your voice is the to of the Jubilee, and out of science, till salvation comes.
2: righteousness through you. If there's someone here today that has not been washed, if there's someone here today that has not accepted you as their Lord and Savior God, I pray that that changes today. That they will choose life before death shall come. Father, we've got a lot of folks who are out and ill and sick and such. I just pray that though they can't be here, they feel your presence there with them. May they know you're there. And God, may you be here amongst us pouring out your blessings upon us, but also quickening our spirits where we need you to do so, Father. May your will be done in the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's good seeing everybody this morning. Praise the Lord for each one of you. It's It's been a beautiful morning out there already. I'm looking forward to what God's going to do today, both here and when we leave as well. Isn't it great that God is God, not just on Sunday morning, all day, every day. So walk around, give somebody a hug, shake somebody's hand, and tell them that God is good all day. I
3: had
2: to grandma
3: Carla. grandma Carla. had a grandma Carla. I
1: grandma Carla. Morning, <laughs> oh, all were soldiers. They would die to see. that Quick, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> When we know the deep breath of the day we the rest of the know the way we know know So I can't wait to see it in the We know the fly We know it's <laughs> we it. we so I better not
3: know that needs to pray But that's only time
1: to pray I
3: my God To my prayer yeah.
1: And yeah. see yeah. not
3: that you yeah, is, yeah, I'm glad yeah.
1: so uh, that you're you T- I'll really <laughs> yeah. be here. Yeah. I'll be here. I'll be here. I'll be here. I'll be here. I'll I'll be here. I'll be here. I'll be i i i i i i i i i i i so, I'm gonna i to be I'm just
2: to be okay. i i give you a This <laughs> yeah. the
1: picture me. I picture, I can't find the picture.
3: Okay, so I know. Okay. I know. Press it. Or is or is it is that job for you. I did oh, that job oh, for you. Oh, wow. oh, wow. oh. I am pretty simple. I have you trained. I got <laughs> <can't laughs> scared.
1: One, Nobody Nobody that you want no
0: I'm
1: you know. Nobody. I take Forget about y'all back here. i in I saw like,
2: too late buddy good morning guys thank you guys bob that was beautiful all right, we got just a few announcements this morning. Am I, am I muted? Is it on? Okay. Just a few announcements this morning, and that is um, first, let me just again, I mentioned earlier we got a lot of folks who are out ill today. Be praying for them. It, it's very rarely you see Brian miss a Sunday, but he is feeling ill. And Thelma last night, she's on your prayer list, but she last night got taken to the hospital. They feel as though she may, uh, may have had a stroke. So make sure to be praying for her today as well. Um, Sheila was here for Sunday school this morning, praise God. Uh, she was. She went on back home because she's got a lot of family down and everything, but she said she wanted me to, to announce to the church and tell the church, thank you for your prayers. They still haven't found her son, uh, but her, she, her daughter Gina, and his wife Kathy have decided that it's time to, to move on with life, and they're going to have to continue on with their life, and... And go ahead and come back to church and go to work and do the things they need to do. So she said, thank you for your prayers. Continue your prayers. Uh, And she said people are asking her what they can do. She said, really, all that she can ask you to do is to be in prayer. So just be praying for for what I told her I've been praying for is just peace on the family. Peace for the, the the, the man's children, his wife, the whole family. Just pray peace for them all. Pray what the Lord lays on your heart. But it was good seeing Ms. Sheila back in church this morning, and uh, and giving God glory, even even in the midst of this, uh, of, of her son, of losing her son, she's still praising God. So just make sure to continue to, to lift them up in prayer. Um, Stormy and Wendy had to go home; they were in Sunday school, and Wendy they had to go home as well. So there's a lot there's a lot of folks that are ill and sick, and things happening in their lives. And I guess I'm throwing that out there this morning because we got so many that Satan's attacking. And in Sunday school this morning, we were teaching about the reality of Satan. And I want to make sure that, that you guys know that the, one of the greatest weapons we have is prayer. And we've been called to pray for one another. So make sure you pray for one another. That prayer list that's in your bulletin, make sure you pray over that. But I'm not going to keep going down that pathway. There's good things too, as you can see. I don't have a clue how to wire it up or anything, but it looks really impressive. You know, we've got the electronic drums up here now. God is blessing us with so many different things. Um, The other thing I wanted to point out too, I've noticed our maybe sometimes when things hang for so long they just become a fixture. I haven't had to put new tracks in our track rack back there in a long time. Remember those tracks that are back there? That's for you to grab a few to hand out at restaurants or wherever you go. So on the back back there is our track rack. I want to continue to remind folks about that. And then also on the back table there's a paper that... If you're interested, you can get one. I had mentioned to you that in our business meeting, there was a a proposal to change our bylaws from a bi-yearly business meeting to a yearly business meeting. So that's on the table back there if you want to read how, what it states in the bylaws now and what we're changing to. I'm going to leave that back there a couple weeks and we're going to call a special business meeting to vote on it and make sure the church is okay with going to one business meeting a year rather than two and letting the staff run with everything in between. So that's on the back table back there. Um, I think that's all the announcements I had there. And this one I'll remind you later on. We're going to put it on the bulletin board as well. But there's a Festival of Gospel Music March 4th at the uh, Oak Ridge Baptist Church. And these will be hanging on the bulletin board. Uh, Miss Joyce will be there, Appointed by Grace, Dennis Riders, the Jubilaires, the Wallace Family Band. So that will be coming up March 4th. And I'll make sure to put these on our bulletin boards throughout, so you can get the information there as well. Okay, I think that's enough announcements from me this morning, and let's, uh, Chris, you got the scripture reading today, brother? Uh, Father God, I just thank you for my brother and his willingness to come and open the word and share with us. Uh, God, may you bless him and his family, and just uh, we, we just, just thank you for their, their wanting to come and lead us in worship and sing and, and open the scripture to us as well. So God just pray that you bless this family, be with Kobe and Evie and, and Chris, and just and just bless them from on high. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. All right.
0: Uh Luke 6, 43 and 45 is where we're going to be if you want to turn there. But obviously there's going to be some words on the screen too. Um Luke, Luke chapter 6, verse 43 and 45. I can't talk today. That's a really good thing I wrote all of this down because I'm just going to read it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm a little tired, but anyway. Uh, the verse says, A good tree does not produce bad fruit. On the other hand, a bad tree does not produce good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. Figs aren't gathered from thorn bushes, or grapes picked from a bramble bush. A good man produces good out of the storeroom of his heart. An evil man produces evil out of the storeroom, uh, for his mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. So, um, probably heard that verse a lot. You know, we're we're supposed to produce good fruit as Christians, Um, but I often wonder sometimes what is good fruit. Uh, and I think maybe oftentimes we get confused with that. So uh, in your eyes, what is good fruit? Um, if you're thinking about or talking about benevolent deeds, I can tell you that Christians do not have the market cornered um, on benevolent deeds and, and you know doing good things uh, or even moral things sometimes. Uh, I know several atheistic people that are nicer, more giving, and even more reasonable than a lot of Christians I know. Uh volunteering, giving to charities, and otherwise being a nice person does not make one a Christian, but if those are the things that we call our fruit, how do we differentiate our fruit from the rest of the world's? Um Isaiah 64 6 that says that our righteous deeds are as filthy rags unto him because we because we perform them with selfish intent. Um So may I propose that we change our views on exactly what we call good fruit. Being a good person is something that anyone can do. Christian fruit should perpetuate and increase the kingdom of God here on earth. We should spend our time and effort ensuring that others, either directly or indirectly, come to know the love of God and that our actions as as Christians are in his name. So, (laughs) Awesome. I'm sorry that I had to read that. It's just a lot that I had to get out and I had to premeditate and think about what I wanted to say. But I hope you get, I hope you got something from that this morning. Um, let's pray. God in heaven, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much for everything that you've given us, God. And we ask now that as we go through uh, this service and, and even throughout the rest of our week, God, that you would uh, permeate these thoughts through our heart and through our mind and that we would act upon them uh, the way that you would have us to act And go and do the things that you would have us go and do. In your name we pray. Amen. I like being on the same page like that. That's right. Four. Like you guys are ready. So let's sing this morning. We're going to sing Whom Shall I Fear?
1: You hear me when I call. You are my morning song. Though darkness fills the night, it cannot hide the light. Whom shall I fear? You crush the enemy Underneath my feet You are my sword and shield Though troubles linger still Whom shall I fear? I know who goes before me I know who stands behind. The God of angel armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever, he is a friend of mine. The God of angel armies is always by my side. My strength is in your name For you alone can say You will deliver me Yours is, is the victory. victory Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? Not know who goes before me I know who stands behind The God of angel armies Is always by my side The one who reigns forever He is a friend of mine The God of angel armies Is always by my side Nothing formed against me Shall stand you yeah, hold dude. the hold I know who stands behind. The God of Angel Armies is always by my side. The one who reigns forever. He is a friend of mine. The God of Angel Armies is always by my side. I know who goes before me And I know who stands behind The God of angel armies Is always by my side The one who reigns forever He is a friend of mine The God of angel armies Is always by my side The God of angel armies is always by my side My soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul, worship Your holy name. You're rich in love and You're slow to anger. Your name is great. And your heart is kind For all your goodness I will keep on singing Ten thousand reasons For my heart to find Bless the Lord, oh my soul Oh my soul
3: Worship
1: His holy name Sing like never before Oh my soul Worship Your holy name And on that day When my strength is failing The end draws near and my time has come. Still, my soul will sing your praise unending. Ten thousand years and then forevermore. Forevermore. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh my soul. Worship his holy name. Sing like never before. Oh, my soul. Worship your holy name. I will worship your holy name. I will worship your holy name. I believe in the Son, I believe in the risen one, I believe I overcome by the power of His blood, Amen, Amen. Because he lives, amen, amen, let my song join the one that never ends, because he lives. I was dead in the grave I was covered in sin and shame But I heard mercy call my name He rolled the stone away Amen He lives, amen.
2: Praise your name, and we thank you for this opportunity in Jesus' name, amen. Can you guys grab those lights?
3: and he's giving you a lot of those notes. Yeah, I think it's cute. Love is patient.
0: it's not much
3: but it's ours
0: welcome home
3: love isn't proud There's no heartbeat. Love protects. Have to go. Have a nice, quiet day at work, hun. Love doesn't envy. Self-seeking. What time are you coming up? Love keeps no records of wrong. Love always trusts and always hopes.
2: valentine's day this is the day that it's tuesday i understand it's coming up but this is the day that the word love gets thrown around everywhere and sometimes i think we forget what the true meaning of love is especially in america we tend to have trivialized the word to 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 meaning nothing and when i came across this video i thought that it, it really spoke uh spoke the message very well about what true love is. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Matthew, Matthew 22. Now, that was Paul speaking through that video. That was Paul putting forth what true love is, and we're going to look at that as well in 1 Corinthians in just a little bit, but this morning, the passage of Scripture we're going to look at is in Matthew 22. And as I was thinking about Valentine's Day, I was thinking about love, I was thinking about how we trivialize the word love, I was thinking that we need to get back to understanding what love is and then putting love into the part of our life as Christians. Just like Chris was saying a while ago, people can share things, but it's the love of Christ that needs to be shared from the church to others. Looking back over this past year or two or probably quite a few years, but especially here lately, there's a lot of turmoil that's happened And I would say, I believe anyway, that a majority of our nation needs some love. And they need to hear the love of Christ. When I started the week off praying about the sermon this this week, I I thought about how it's Valentine's Day. This is an opportunity that, that much in our nation anyway, many people in our nation, will be thinking about love. They'll buy the heart candies, they'll buy the stuffed animals, they'll buy all this stuff. And this might be the opportunity to remind us, and maybe even for the first time, let them know that true love comes from above. Amen? In the Holman Illustrated Bible, let me, let me give you their definition for love. Love is the high esteem which God has for his human children, and the high regard which they, in turn, should have for him and other people. One of the Pharisees came to the Lord, and, 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 and he come to him, being an attorney, questioned the Lord about the commandments as a, as, a, a, as a, a as kind of to trick him. Actually, as a matter of fact, they were, they were trying to get him caught up. They wanted to trip up Jesus over the commandments. And this lawyer, thinking he had such a firm grasp of the scriptures and a firm grasp of words itself, said, you know, I know how to trip him up. I know how to trick him. I know how to get him to contradict himself. Well, look what Jesus says to them again in Matthew chapter 22, starting in verse 34. Matthew 22, verse 34, he says, When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they came together in the same place. And one of them, an expert in the law, asked a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? And he said unto them, this is Jesus speaking back to them, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important commandment. The second is, like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. So many times, I'm afraid, we get caught up in in the ten and become that pharisaical person or something of that nature, but all that other depends on these two. And he says the greatest commandment is not one of the ten. It is not one of those that's on our, our boards. It is not some, some self-righteous rule for life. That's not the way we are to live as Christians. It's not about just upholding the specifics and the, and the letter of the law. There is a life behind the law, and that is to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. It is a, an emotion, if you will, but it's an emotion that we are to share with the world. The greatest commandment is love. Now, I'm not trying to preach a powder puff sermon here and say, oh, you know, it's, it's just go out and love everybody. We are. But when we have that love understanding of what love is and put it where it needs to be in Christ, in God, then it's going to change. You are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind, and then you are to love your neighbor as you love yourself. But that first part, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, all thy mind, folks, that is something that every Christian, Every single one of us that's accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior should not only focus on, but we should live by. Every moment of every day, we should be seeking to truly love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind. That is the thing that should set Christians apart. I love that Chris's scripture reading this morning came up and pointed out that just because we can do nice things, the world can do nice things. The things that sets a Christian apart is loving the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul and all thy mind. And then in that love, going out into the world and sharing the gospel, sharing the kingdom of God, sharing what it means to be loved by the Creator. It's great to love one another. We are to love one another. But we are not going to have a concept of how to love one another until we truly love the one who loves us first. That's why you put that before, and love others as you love yourself. If we have not truly given him our heart, our mind, and our soul, as the scripture says, Jesus said, then how are we going to move to the second one? If you don't complete the first one to the best of your ability, why move to the second step? You've got to live, give him your heart, your mind, your soul. Does that mean you don't mess up sometimes? No, in love you do. There are problems. It's like the video said, and Paul said in 1 Corinthians, love does not keep no account of the wrongs. You're going to fall. But true love means you get back up and you keep on fighting. The thing that sets Christians apart, guys, the thing that the church should be known for in society is its love of God, and through that love of God, loving one another. We should be known for love that leads to, to, to forgiveness. Not, you know, unforgiveness, guys, is worse than a cancer. When we are a church that is unforgiving, when people who are Christians are unforgiving, that's just consuming others. We should love one another as we love God. Just as Christ has forgiven us, we should forgive others. It should be known. When people look at the church, it's not about the walls. Yes, we're going to paint. We're going to clean up the parsonage over there, if you haven't seen it, or the food pantry, I mean. It is beautiful. They're cleaning it. They're painting it. They're doing a great job. But guys, these buildings is not the church. We are the church. And when people look to us, they should see the love that we have for God with our heart, our mind, and our soul. Because then they're going to see a love that focuses on on the care for others. They're going to see a love that urges us towards generosity, as Chris pointed out. They're going to see a love within us that's not going to allow us to sit by while others suffer. Praise God, when, when, when Sheila's son was missing, how many people got out there and was searching along with them, bringing them food, coming over and just hugging and praying. It was so nice in her sitting room just to have so many people wrapping arms and just praying. Now, I don't want to take away from the second part of that commandment. I understand we are to love others as we love ourselves. That is incredibly important, or Jesus would not have said it. I don't want to take away from that. But what I'm trying to say this morning, guys, is before we get there, we should focus on loving God with everything that we have. But if we would truly understand that every moment of our waking day, I am to love the Lord my God with my heart, with my mind, and with my soul. When, when we do that, and I mean truly, truly do that, everything else is going to fall into place. When we truly focus our heart, our mind, and our soul, our very being, in the way that I shared that definition with you, the way the video showed what it means to have that love that, that Paul so eloquently laid out in 1 Corinthians 13, when we truly show that kind of love unto the Lord and understand He's pouring His grace and His mercy and His love that's beyond our comprehension back upon us, then that relationship is going to be in such a way that when people see us, they're not going to see a denomination. They're not going to see a, a white church. They're not going to see a, a, a book. They're going to see the love of Christ. And they're going to say, I want what you got. Folks, we, we are to love one another but we have to love Christ first. We, we don't need to concentrate on, on any one command of the ten. If we truly love the Lord, if we truly have put our heart, our mind, and our soul into him and listen to, to what Jesus told the Pharisee and put that in action, things are going to fall in line. I don't have to add to that. Just do it. We don't have to add and this and and that to make this happen. No, if we will just love the Lord our God with all our heart, our soul, and our mind, Everything else falls in, in line. We had a singing group here a few years ago. I, I, I can't remember her, the name, actually, but I do remember what she said. She said, instead of trying to fill the church, first we need to be the church. It's not about putting numbers on the walls. So many people go out there just to try to fill the church and get people in the church. But folks, let me tell you, it's not about handouts and getting people in. It's about showing the love of God that you have for Christ and Christ has for you. And if you have that relationship, the love of God is going to ebb out and people are going to want to come and see and be a part of what you have. They're going to say, man, what is that glow about you? Where is that love that you have for others coming from? And you can say, it's not for me. I'm loving you as I love myself and I'm loving myself because I figured out I can love the Lord my God. And by loving the Lord my God with my heart, my soul and my mind, he pours his anointing out upon me to where now I can love you and love everyone else. And I can forgive and I can move on. I can be patient. I can be kind. I won't be envious. I won't be boastful. I can go forth and love you because the love that God has shown me and I will remember that love is eternal and love does not Fail, because it's not just a cute word that we've watered down it's the true meaning of what it means to love others if we're not careful folks we will become religious there's many churches out there that, that as Chris kind of pointed out as well there's a lot of religious folks out there but folks let me tell you religion tends to distract us from what God intends for us to do. When we start getting religious, when we start saying, well, I upheld these six laws today, or when we start getting religious and just keep doing the same thing over and over, that the church, because of its, its lack of love, will become a place where people can become religious but never very Christian-like. They never get very godly. You can be re- incredibly religious. You can give to the poor. You can say the songs, right? You can say this and say that. You can become very religious, But if there is no love involved in that, if the love is not mixed in with that, then where's Christ in any of it? God did not call us to be religious. Yes, we have the Ten Commandments. But he said, greater than those is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your spirit, and then love others as you love yourself. Why are they greater? Because if you have that, those others will fall right in line. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. Christianity is not about following rules and regulations, guys. It's not about us pointing at others. Hi, you missed rule number five. Article three, section two says. Oh, you messed up over here. Philippians four, number 16 says. That's not what Christianity is. That's not going to build the kingdom of God. We don't, God doesn't need more Pharisees running around spouting out this and spouting that. He wants us to love him with all our heart, our soul, and mind. And if we do that, you know what's going to happen? We're going to act like Christ. Did Christ go around beating them over the head with the Bible? No, he went preaching the gospel. He went about living out his faith. He went about helping out the neighbors. He went about welcoming others into the church. It didn't matter if they were prostitutes, whether they were drunkards. It didn't matter what area of life they came from. He even sat down with Nicodemus, who was the Pharise- one of the Pharisees. It didn't matter to him if you were of the religious order or whether he was of the lowest order. He said, come on to me. For my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. And anyone who professes with their mouth and believes with their heart that I am the Son of God, and I was resurrected on the third day, so shall they be saved. Folks, that is love. That is mercy. That is grace. And the only way we can replicate that is to allow Him to do so through us. And the only way to allow Him to do so through us is to give Him our heart, our mind, and our spirit and say, God, You have all of me. And when He has all of us, then we can love others as we love ourselves because we love He who's within us. I do some really dumb things. But you know why I can love myself? Because I know Jesus Christ abides within. And this vessel, though it may be ugly and bald, has the Spirit of God within it. And because of that, I can love myself, and I can love others. You know, there's an old saying that says, God doesn't care how much you know. He knows how much you care. It doesn't matter that you, oh, but pastor, I've memorized the entire Book of Philippians. I've memorized the whole book of Revelation. i memorized the entire New Testament. That's an incredible feat. Praise God for that. Now are you living it out? Valentine's Day, we're thinking about love. The world's thinking about love. Maybe we as a church need to get out there and do a little bit. I've seen churches that were incredibly mean and, and bitter and cold. Guys, that's not what God's called us to do. I've also seen churches... That that were just incredible. They would give themselves away in love. How are we going to be that church? Does that mean the type of songbook that we use? Does it mean what kind of style of music that we play? Is that how you love each other? Is it about uh, what kind of songs we sing? Is it is it about what the building looks like? No. No. You are the church. I am the church. Everyone who's accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior—that's the church. Now, I was just talking to Marty yesterday at the hospital, and I, I mentioned to him in Sagin, where I live, there's there's two Whataburgers in Little Sagin, but there's only one of them that I'll ever go to. Now, I've seen the trucks there. The trucks drop off the same Whataburger meat, the same French fries, the same sodas, whatever. I mean, they get the same stuff everywhere at this Whataburger as they do that Whataburger. So why, is it is it the French fries that makes one better than the other, is it the the hamburgers that makes one better than the other? No, they have all the same stuff. They have all the same buildings. It's what's going on inside the buildings. Was that store slow or fast? Were the workers mean or rude? Was the service good or was it bad? And I can tell, I'm not going to tell you which one it was from the pulpit, but there's one of those Whataburgers that I go to every time. Why? Because the people within there care and the other one don't. It's the same thing with the church, guys. There's churches out there that's got beautiful buildings. They've got nice views. They've got a great band and an orchestra. But if the love of God is not in there, they're just as cold and dead and dark and mean-spirited as the rest of the world. We should stand out. And what makes us stand out with the Shekinah glory of God is the love of Christ going forth as the gospel. It's not about what the building looks like. It's not about the songbooks that you have. Take care of what God's given us. But what's in your heart should emanate out from you, as Chris shared a while ago, into the spreading and the growing of the gospel, of the growing of God's kingdom. It means that we are going to be so filled with what God has done and given and been for you that you can't help but share it with others. That's how you just outgive. And I'm not saying it's a competition. I'm saying that God's going to just use you and move through you when you truly love him. When you go to a church, and and I've heard this about this church, praise God. When people come and visit, they say, man, that is a loving church. To me, that is the greatest blessing, a praise that anyone could lay out there. You are such a hugging church, a praying church, a loving church. But there's also those churches that are just as mean and rude. It's not the building. It's the people within the building. Have they allowed Christ to come through the front door? Have they allowed Christ to move in their life? Have they allowed Christ to show that love? In 1 Corinthians 13, as we saw in the video there, Paul says, love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious or boastful. And I share this with every, every wedding I officiate, I make sure that the people have understood what these mean. Love is not arrogant, love is not rude, love does not insist on its own way. Love is not irritable or resentful and you can go look these up in 1 Corinthians 13 if you want to. But love also rejoices in the truth and does not rejoice in iniquities. And he goes on to say love bears all things, love hopes all things, love believes all things, love endures all things. And as you've seen just about everything I've ever signed, love never fails. Paul laid that out there, guys, because the love we are to have for one another, that's the greatest commandment. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. And if you, when you have that kind of love relationship with God, love others as you love yourself. If we don't have that relationship with God, we can't step out and do what God's called us to do. First and foremost, we have to love God with everything we have, everything that we are, everything that we can be then the rest will fall in place. And you know what happens? Not only will you share the love with others, but when you're in that spot and you're beaten down and Satan's been attacking you and you have the adversary roaring at the door, maybe it's medical, maybe it's relational, maybe it's something in your family, maybe it's financial, but when you're beaten down and you just feel like you can't move on, you know what's great? The love of Christ that's been within you that you've allowed out to others all of a sudden reciprocates as they come back to you. As Sheila said this morning in Sunday school, she is blessed with a godly, loving church and family that has surrounded her and loved her and prayed for her. And she came this morning to Sunday school just to let us know. She said, thank you. You don't know how much it means to me in this time, but thank you. Folks, we need to focus on God. Focus on loving God first. And then when we do that, you know what's going to happen? We're not going to commit adultery. We're not going to steal. We're not going to lie. If I love the Lord my God with all my heart and everything I am, then I'm not going to want to cheat. I'm not even going to commit murder. I might want to commit murder, but I won't. Because I love the Lord my God with all my heart, all my soul, and all my mind. Folks, let's concentrate this morning, this week, for the rest of our lives, especially around this Valentine's season, concentrate on what true love is, and focusing that true love towards God. Now, the first step of focusing that love is you got to know Him. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then how in the world could you love Him with all your heart and soul and mind? You might know of Him. You may have even given Him your mind and studied the Scriptures. But the only way to have Him in your heart and your spirit as well is to open that door and say, Father, I am a sinner, broken and defeated, and the wages of sin is death. I understand that, but through you there is life. When you truly mean that and say, God, I ask that you will wash me with your blood and fill me with your grace, your mercy, your life, so that when the accuser stands and points his finger at me, you can show him in the Lamb's Book of Life that Jesus Christ has written my name in the Lamb's blood. I want to stand in your presence so that when he points there, he'll see my name. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your name's not in that book. And when the accuser points, you know what's that say God's going to say? You may say, I went to church. I even helped paint the building. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. To truly have a relationship with Christ, loving love Him with your heart, your soul, your mind, you've got to admit you're a sinner. Turn from that way. Repent. And put your faith, your heart, and your life into the hands of God, your heart, your soul, your mind, everything in God's hands, and say, Father, forgive me, for I have sinned. When you have placed your life in his hands, he said, no one can pluck you from the Father's hand. But you have to do it. I can't do it for you. Whomsoever believes in me, he didn't say Frank can pray you there, he said, whomsoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The way to have the relationship to show the love of God to others is to put your life in his hands and have that everlasting eternity set before you. You can do that this morning. You can pray right where you're at. I'll pray with you, you and come to this altar and pray. If you're here this morning and you have surrendered your heart and your soul and your mind to Christ but you realize I've got to put him on the back burner. I do love the Lord. Some of us might even say I love him with all my heart. I just kind of let my mind go where it needs to, wants to go. I love him with my mind, but my heart kind of, eh. Make the commitment this morning. Father God, I don't just give you my mind and study. I give you my heart and the decisions that needs to be made. And Father, I give you my spirit so that when it is beaten down or lifted up, I know it's yours. If you don't know Christ today, you can make it right. If you do, it's time to repent, turn away from what pulled you away. Put him back at the forefront. If you love him with all your heart, your soul, and your mind, then he's going to guide you to do the things that's going to show your love for others. You'll love your wife that much more. You'll love your kids that much more. But you know what really is great? You're going to expand the kingdom because you're going to love the lost a whole bunch more as well, as Christ did. Where are you this morning? It's an easy verse to remember. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and all thy mind. And, lo- and secondly, love your neighbors as you love yourself. Love others as you love yourself. Where are you today? Let's all stand. I and lead us in a word of prayer. And guys, one more thing about that video. I thought the video pointed out. If you haven't told your spouse you love her, Don't know when you're going to get that next day. Do it today. Don't wait for Tuesday. Do it now. Why not? Call your kids up. Tell them you love them. Why wait till Tuesday? Lord may return today. He may call one of us home today. Pick up a phone. Do something. But show the love of God to others as you love Him. Amen? As we pray. Father God, I come before you this morning, and I just ask in the name of Jesus that you will just touch the hearts of your people and may we love one another. May we reach our hands out to one another. May may we show our love to you by showing love to others. When they see us, may they see you. Because we've sold out heart, mind, and body, heart, mind, and soul sold out to you. For you are greater, you are mighty. You are our love. May your will be done, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. As we sing this morning, guys, this altar will be open. I'll pray with you. And and I hope this, I don't mean this to be a downer. It's a great thing. I'm looking out there and everybody looks sad. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy soul, and thy mind. And guys, let me tell you, the spirit within you will leap for joy because Christ has been given an open door to work through you. Trust him trust him as we sing service how great he is if you agree with that say hallelujah this morning amen guys go out there and show the love of christ by first of all loving him with all your heart your mind your body your spirit soul and mind and then go love others as you love yourself amen good city and everybody this morning praise the lord for each one of you tonight we're in the Uh, Book of Joel chapter 2, if you want to come out, we're going to be uh, uh, touching tonight on Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39, just because you have to touch on those in there as well. I'm not going to go as in-depth, I'm saving that for the Revelation class that we'll be starting when we finish the Book of Joel. But you're welcome to come out, it's a small group that usually comes, there's leftover coffee over there I saw, and we'll we'll just have a a good hour of studying the Word tonight. So everyone's invited to come and be a part of that at 6 o'clock this evening. Uh, Praise the Lord for each one of you. Also in your bulletin, I didn't announce it, but in your bulletin, if you are planning to come help uh, clean and paint the church, if you notice the parts in it, the food pantry is is looking good and being painted, we're going to be doing that come spring. But we're trying to get men together, get a list of down, so I can navigate to what day is the best for everybody to come. So get with Rod or myself, I said men, but everyone, whoever wants to come and and work. Get with Rod or myself so we can try to correlate it to... Get to what day is best. Because the church, praise God, God's given us the building. We are the church. But we are to take care of what God's blessed us with as well. Amen? Amen. Good seeing everybody this morning. Praise the Lord for each one of you. Keep looking up and keep praying, guys. Keep looking ahead everywhere you go. Amen. Mike, do you mind closing us? We're today? Thank you for all the thank you for this church thank you for the Amen. Praise the Lord, guys. Happy Valentine's Day. Remember this uh, proposed book of changes on the
1: table.
0: In
1: these are the days of the silver and the voices of righteousness being bestowed. And though these are days of great
3: trials,
1: of failing and darkness and soul, we are the voice in the dance and our pride, preparing the way of the Lord. The bold he comes, riding on the clouds. Shining like the sun, as trumpets call. calling your voice hear a jubilee, outside until Till salvation comes. In the solemn days of the sea, I'm good, good y'all.
3: Yeah.
1: I'm good, how are you? Good us sing.
0: These are the things of the
1: harvest.
3: He'll tell us